0: For the dads who think that they need to work harder for anything above that, I think we're wasting our time and we're missing out on what's best.
1: Welcome to The Family Man Show with Todd Wilson. This is the show where we remind dads of what's most important. I'm your host, Scott Moore. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Todd, how's it going?
0: It's a warm day here in northern Indiana, campers. Um, (laughs) um, I was shocked when I went outside today and, you know, took some trash out to the garbage can. I was like, whoa, it is nice out here. So uh, I'm liking it. Uh, it's about time. Um, it does make life a little bit easier, all a little bit easier, even though I don't think it's supposed to stay up here. But we've been, uh, we got back from Kansas City this past weekend. Sorry, my voice is having trouble starting up this morning. No,
1: it's okay. I'm yawning and ready to go back to sleep. So I sound good, but I'm, I do have that nice that's radio always, voice this morning.
0: Is that, that's always good. That's always good. Um, but we had a great time, great time in Kansas City um, at their uh, MPE, whatever it was, homeschool <laughs> convention, um, who met a lot of great people. It's always so much fun. Again, and I probably say this every time, rubbing shoulders with dads and moms and, you know, people are just, who are in the trenches like we are. Yeah, we and, went to uh, Kansas City, it was fun, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> everything's up to date in Kansas City that's from a musical ah i did not know that <laughs> i appreciate some guy was uh we were somewhere and uh no we were at this event and someone used a line from white christmas oh i can't even remember what it was but i'm like you're my kind of guy Ooh, that and it was I like an obscure it was an obscure line i um I mean, it'll probably hit me like yeah. while we're
1: talking but We watch that movie all year round. I think in our house, we love White Christmas.
0: You should have led with that, Scott, when you were going on the job application here for uh, the co-host. Don't watch the you you would have been hired right away. You would have been hired right away. All right, but instead, you had to go on your talents and sincerity. Yes. I still tell people. People ask me, you'd be you'd be surprised how many people ask me, so why did you get Scott? Uh, and I always say, Well, he I said it was his sincerity. It was like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree.
1: Pick me. I love you. It was just, it was just so pathetic. <laughs>
0: All he needs is a little love. Yes. There you go. <laughs> mm.
1: Story of my life, man.
0: Yep. I get it. I get it. Um, but I was over there at Caring Bridge. You know, you know, it's the, not drama, because it's still a drama every day for Henry and his mom and dad. But uh, I can tell that it's dropped a little bit just because, yes. I, you know, I'm only checking every Four or five days now, uh, but he's he's surpassing the two pound mark. He's climbing, and uh, you know it's he looks more and more normal every, way, every time I check. So, but you probably have better insights. Are Everything else going good?
1: As far as I can tell, the big thing this week was that William went back to work. So uh, now
0: I-, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got I got a little switch there when you were talking. We were talking about Henry, and I'm like. The kids working already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, William, the dad went back yeah, to right, work. Right, right. And,
0: uh, I got you now. That's hard.
1: That's just another transition. You know, it's it's a good thing because that means they're still making progress in the right, right direction. So hopefully things will eventually get to the normal chaos of them having a baby. You know, but right, right. he's still in the NICU. It's still, you know, yeah, it's still not the most fun situation to have a baby, but. They're yeah. doing it, and he's growing, and thank the Lord.
0: Yeah, that's it's really it's really amazing. He's
1: growing and pooping, and you know all the things are working. Right all yeah,
0: all the things that feel like normal. Yeah, That's it's really it's exciting for everybody watching and praying. Mm-hmm. So I know they're going to be so. I mean, it, really, and then you know, and I don't know how many months he will be there, but then they bring a moment, and it's like having a newborn baby.
1: Yeah, he should be there probably through the end of May, which is when his his due date was. Uh, wow. May 29th, so it's still a ways to be there. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but then yeah, then they come home and it's just the chaos of a new baby. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Well, you know, it's it's amazing how the chaos continues all the way through oh. adulthood. You know, I think you just always worry about your kids, um, even as they get older. I know right now, all my all my sons, like, their cars are all broken, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, Ben was in a car wreck last week, and I think I said that, um, or his wife was, and so yeah. they got a new old car, and Ben was saying last night, the air conditioning doesn't work bad, and I'm like, oh, no, and he's like, uh, you know, I... Should have checked it. Now he feels guilty for not checking it. He's gonna call the guy today and see, you know, if he'll honor that. But he's anticipating a, oh uh, no, you bought the car. Sorry, yeah. you know. And uh, you know, Ike's he has a Chevy Bolt. Um, and Ike's super mechanical. I mean, he can he can fix anything and do anything. Um, it's really amazing. But uh, the head gasket is bad. So he's going to try to replace the head gasket this weekend. Um, and if anybody can do it, he can do it. Yeah. It is impressive. He already, yesterday, but his other car was broken. And he said, it's just runs so terrible. The front does. and Actually, head gasket was on their Prius. But his Chevy Volt was, the front right wheel was shaking. And so they diagnosed it as a, a the end of a tie rod and so he did all that yesterday and just it makes you so proud as a a parent but sam's like sam doesn't have power steering in one of his cars and his other car when he sometimes gets stuck because it doesn't start again and Hmm. and you're just like you feel their stress because somehow as the dad you want to fix it all but you know in the midst of it there's something that they learn and um, it's really, it's really a good thing, a good thing for them. So,
1: is that a universal dad thing to ask your grown sons about their cars? Because that, <laughs> that like, whenever I don't, my dad doesn't talk on the phone much, but like whenever I talk to him, it's always he always brings up the car. He's always asking how works going and how's my car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that must just I be never a ask dad about
0: thing. <laughs> cars. Yeah, but it is. <laughs> i think it's a, a person who has trouble talking on the telephone you know <laughs> i always figured it was so How's your a, car how's the car running <laughs> i
1: always figured it was just a you know his way of saying he loves me still like, how's your i car? think it is i think it is
0: <laughs> 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 i agree i agree my dad kind of does that not about cars but Oh, <laughs> well, dad
1: if you're listening like love you too <laughs> hope your car is doing well
0: <laughs> yeah i hope your car is that's what my i uh, i'll say something like to him oh i love you ike he <laughs> says i have an extreme appreciation for you too dad <laughs> which is a line from a peabody and sherman yes
1: i movie. knew i'd heard that i need to watch yes. that again that's a great movie
0: <laughs> exactly it is a great movie it is a really good movie uh my my new movie or it's not a movie it's a series and it's on disney plus it's called The Secret of Sulphur Springs, it's really kind of a, I don't even know what you compare it to, but it's kind of a mystery, but it's super hokey, and it's super family-friendly, you know, and it's got kids who are the stars, so that kind of, it's kind of like Scooby-Doo, only in live action, only not like the movie, Um, but I find myself thinking about it all the time. (laughs) I wonder who the ghost is, you know, Uh, but (laughs) it's, So anyway, Mr. Smithers. Mr. <laughs> Smithers, yeah. <laughs> the man who owns the right. arcade. Yes. pesky kids. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is quality entertainment. Old days. Where are those days? <laughs> we need those days back.
1: They're gone, man.
0: I know it. I hate it. I mean, I really I'll, even a series like this. I sit on the edge of my seat sometimes thinking they're going to ruin it. They're going to ruin it. I know this is going to come up and they're going to ruin it. I know it's going to happen. Those two guys are getting close to each other. (laughs) Oh no. It's just the mailman giving the mail to somebody else. Woo. We're okay. You know, and it just feels like, I don't know. I hate it. Oh, well. So anyway, well, Hey Scott, I thought today we'd talk about something that struck me this over the weekend. It was actually a conversation my wife had with uh, another mom and the other mom's husband is a working guy in fact he would be and maybe this for the phrase would be workaholic she was saying her husband was never home missed lots of stuff and her husband was kind of there right there and his defense was and i think they had a great family but the dad wasn't very involved and he said well the bible says i'm supposed to provide right and that's what i did and uh the wife said yeah you did a great job providing you know but you weren't there and You know, I've heard other dads say those kind of things and I had wish I had been there because I would have made it super uncomfortable and I would have said, provided what, what did you provide? You know, because sometimes dads who work too much, they use that as an argument. And I guess I just thought maybe we'd spend a few minutes talking about what it means to provide for our families because you know, All families are different. You know, there are dads who are the kind of the caregivers. I met dads this weekend who, you know, they were doing the homeschooling and their wives had the job. You know, there would be some who would say, oh, dads have to do all the finances. I don't do any of the finances. You know, my wife does the finances because she loves that stuff. And I'm terrible at that stuff. So, you know, there would be some dads who say, well, that's how it has to work. But I guess what struck me was, because we're at we're commanded really you know maybe not commanded but we're we're instructed that the the we as the heads of the families are supposed to provide for our family those who don't provide are worse than unbelievers and i guess you know that word provide i was just thinking what does that entail so as a dad what must i provide for my family and i thought about it because i know what this other guy was saying he was saying well you know We go on vacations and we do, we do all these fun things and look at this big, nice house we have, and we have all these nice cars and, you know, look how cool our clothes are. And I would say, and you can disagree with me, Scott, if you want, but I'd say that's not provision. You know, provision is give us this day, our daily bread, you know? So the provision would be, you know, if we have food, we have clothing and we have covering overhead, we will be content with that. I think, uh, Timothy or somebody said that, or Paul said it to Timothy, you know, and that's kind of the, the, the thing that we dads have to provide everything above that is icing on the cake, really. And for the dad, and I'm talking to all you dads for the dads who think that they need to work harder for anything above that. I think. We're wasting our time, and we're missing out on what's best. Does that make sense, Scott? Yes. Are you asleep?
1: No, I'm uh, trying to find a passage from the Bible here.
0: So. Oh, that's good. Uh, uh, you're like, I'm trying to find this, my uh, thing on the website about Peabody and Sherman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. I just was looking at the, the passage in Matthew 6 where it ends with, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Before that, Jesus is saying, don't worry about, you know, why do you worry about clothes? Mm -hmm. See the flowers of the field. Why do you worry about your life, what you're going to eat and what you're Mm going to drink and all that? And then he says this, it just gobsmacked me, this thing that he says next. He said, for the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough trouble of its own that is so a comforting and be just counter to every fiber of my being (laughs) and everything the world says i mean you literally will hear people say well Father's supposed to worry about his children and worry about what he's mm. given them. And all. And I'm like, no, no, actually, Jesus said, don't, don't mm. worry about that. He'll take care of it. In fact, he says the pagans run after all that garbage, not garbage, but I mean, he run, run. After yeah, them. it and is. It's not, but well, and he says, your heavenly father knows that you need them. Mm. Like God knows you need all that stuff, but don't worry about it. Hmm. I mean Satan just gets all over that with me cuz I'm, you know, I've never had a great great career that gives me lots of money and provides the big house and the fancy vacations though we've always had a house and we've always had vacations <laughs> actually had vacations as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um
0: isn't that amazing?
1: Yeah. But I still stress about it and we could spend a couple hours having a therapy session with me about it afterwards. But <laughs> <laughs> lest you think I actually understand this verse and take it to heart every day, this is just, I have to, but it is true, it's but so it's true. true. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: true. Yes. And really, even with my kids, you know, in their cars, that's what I want them to see. My, my sons who are husbands that God takes care of them. You know, I got the tire on and the tie rod fixed and, I said, how's it working? He says, it worked great, dad. It's perfect. You know? And as they work on replacing the head gasket this weekend, you know, I want them to see how God takes care of them. And sometimes even, you know, I'll be part of that, you know, like maybe I'll pay for the tire or whatever, because people have paid for my tires. You know, people have taken care of, I mean, we have a washing machine sitting up there that, You know, when I was in just starting what we're starting, ours broke, and and I was like, oh man, what am I going to do? And someone from our church knocks on the door on a wintry night and says, hey, we got something. And they bring in a new washer for us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was kind of like God took care. No, it wasn't kind of like it was God's provision, you know, and I think for the dad that we don't have to fight in tooth and claw to get all that stuff. In fact, I think we shouldn't fight tooth and claw to get all that stuff because that's not what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I know for dads it can it can be, like you said, Scott, it can be what we think about, worry about.
1: Oh, all day long every day. Yeah. I mean it, it my wife and I were talking the other day and I'm like, honey, I this is what I think about all day long all the time. You know, mm-hmm. it's always bubbling under the surface like what am i going to do for money you know and it's just anyway i don't want to fuss too much about it. i just i I really wish that the fancy house and the fancy cars and the fancy you know vacations and everything didn't
0: look so important and uh, i think it's called the deceitfulness of riches
1: (laughs) it it might be it is
0: it (laughs) does it says if you have me you'll be happy yeah I mean, I was talking to, uh, and this was years ago, talking to a friend of mine, and he was saying, you know, even in the deepest, darkest jungles, they do the same thing. You know, the guy's house is made out of cardboard, and he envies the guy who has wood on his roof. And the guy with the wood on his roof envies the guy who has the metal sheathing on his roof. Mm. And he goes, it's just, it's the same thing, only, you know, different levels. And he was the one who... I may have shared the story before, but he loved watches and he would buy and sell watches all the time. And, uh, he said that he thought he would be happy if he could just have a Rolex, you know, own his own. So he bought a entry level Rolex. He bought it used and it was like stainless steel. It was nice. And it, you know, a couple hundred bucks used, but as he had it, He was like, you know, it'd be really nice if I had the next level up, the whatever. Yeah. And it was silver or whatever it was, platinum, or I don't know what they make them out of. You know, and it was $1,000. And then he got the next level. And then he thought, if I could only have the presidential model, and it was a $10,000 watch. And he got it. And he had it. and And he was like, he felt no different. And he got, this is the stupidest thing ever. And so he sold it. And then he said, he thought, well, maybe I should just go back to the entry level. And, you know, and it was starting all over again. Mm. And I just thought it was so interesting that it plays with us like that. I know that even my son, Cal, he hangs out with a family, with some friends who are mega wealthy here in our area. And they're just, they were talking about selling their company for for several billion dollars. Mm. And, you know, they have all these nice things. And my son, Cal's like, why don't we just get a nice boat like theirs? It would just be so much more fun if we had like their boat. And I'm like, because they're rich, you know, and he, he just doesn't understand that. Well, and son, really,
1: you could have had a rich dad. Instead, you just had a good one.
0: <laughs> well, not even a good one, actually. But you got me, you know, who tries real hard. But I, I think you're absolutely right. And so to the dad, maybe maybe we have different levels of dads out here, you know, because we're all different dads, but for whatever it is, it pulls on our hearts all the same. You know, we all, we all wish, we all have those conversations that say, man, if we had this, we just wouldn't have to worry about this. You know, if we had a shinier car, and I know my, my sons are talking that right now, you know, they're going... can't we just get it you know we'll just go get a nice car like everybody else and have a big payment and you know and not have to have this junk anymore uh and i mean i feel that way sometimes when i'm driving my rv i mean i love it until i'm around somebody else who has a big nice rv and then i'm like why do we have this junky thing
1: it's really annoying how the goalposts keep moving too Mm. like i think that's the the deceitfulness thing is that it's like oh you get the thing and it's like Satan just moves the goalpost to like, oh, but now you need this other thing. It, it yeah. It's so quick how you want something else. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I, This is one of those passages, like I've heard it my whole life. And I'm like, how is this, how do I not have this down yet? I thought I'd dealt with this years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. And, it, it's, and it's just so counter to everything our culture says.
0: But when you watch a movie, I mean, really, almost all movies... They highlight people like this that we just, you just read about, you know, the ones they everybody admires is the guy who has this little tiny house and he has this coffee every morning that he makes and he does his little job and he has this family. And whenever they portray the rich guy, he's always miserable. You know, he's always struggling in all of his relationships until he finally has it all taken away. And then he begins all over and he's happy. So even they recognize that these things do not make you happy. In fact, maybe they even get in the way of making you happy, but still, then we want them. And that's the weird part. And again, as I began this conversation, what I don't want is I don't want dads to think, I don't want dads to make excuses for working too much and saying, well, yeah, I'm just providing, you know, cause in, even the verses you just read, Scott, you know, uh, my version says, but seek first his kingdom and His righteous. And all, all these things will be provided to you, you know, like God does the providing, yeah. you know? And then at the same time, I know that maybe there's some dads listening whose wife is saying, Hey, you know, we don't have enough, you know, we're, I don't know. I don't, were struggling. Can you do more? And maybe sometimes as a dad's, we do have to do more, you know, not for fancy vacations, not for shiny cars, but just to make ends meet. And I know you've done that, Scott. I know my dad, you know, he had multiple jobs and it was always a sign of a badge of honor to me that my dad worked so hard for his family. Um, Again, not to have lots of shiny things. But just to live and survive, um, and I think that's what that's what dads do. So maybe it's a constant battle forever, till the grave. I would like to think it isn't, but again, maybe that's the deceitfulness of riches again. It just doesn't let up. Probably, probably, probably. Well, hey, Dad, I'm uh, about out of time. We had our one, we had our week off of uh, of Jim last week so I have to go back to work um, for our homeschool PE Um, I'm getting ready to do that in just a little bit but I want you to know that God's going to take care of you you know just like Scott said you know that God clothes the lilies of the field and the grass of the field which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace will he not much more clothe you and then he says you of little faith do not worry then saying, what are we to eat? What are we to drink? What are we to wear for clothing? Or what are we to drive? Or, you know, how are we going to fix this or do that? Like Scott said, for even the pagans eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided to you. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day is enough trouble of its own. So, Dad, don't worry about tomorrow or the next day or this coming week. Uh, Just enjoy this day. And enjoy it with your family, you know. And, uh, you know, do something fun in this springish weather. I know some of you down south or out west, you always have springish weather. But for the rest of us, you know, clean up outside together. Clean out the garage. Do something that, that you can take advantage of the warm weather. Um, if you remember, pray for my son who has to tackle his head guest. Keep praying for Henry and his mom and dad and his grandparents. And, uh, be a good dad. Don't worry. Do it because you do your dad.
1: And that's our show for this week, Dad. Thanks for joining us for the Family Man Show with Todd Wilson. If you have a question for the show, email Todd at familyman at com. If you have a question for me, you can reach me at scott at unsocializedmedia.com. Thanks for joining us, Dad. Have a great week.
0: And our kids were kind of grown, or mostly grown, and people and call me a workaholic
1: was, all the time.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> never a word that has been used about me. Sorry, <laughs> nor me, nor me. So we just have to we'll pretend like we know what's going on. Um, but I thought it was a it was an interesting, it was a good uh, question. And um, hey, what was the question, not again? question, but it was a statement, huh?
1: Sorry, I interrupted you and what jumped you the train. What, what were you? What was the <laughs> start over again? <laughs> what was your <laughs> wife talking to
0: somebody about? <laughs> about the word provision or, oh, no, about being a workaholic.